big news this week, guys. Bad baby. She's retiring at 18. She said she's done it all. Um, remember that creepy guy, Jeff Lowe, from the Tiger King? Well, he believes he was poisoned. And um, I'm not going to lie. Good luck getting any packages over the next month because we got a little situation in the uh, Suez Canal. It's getting pretty dicey out there. So let's chat. Well, how about that? How about that? Catch me outside. What? Why are you talking like that, Steph? Oh, because I'm just, you know, channeling my inner Danielle Brugoli. That's all. Okay, you're probably like, have you lost the plot? What's happening? So welcome to the Rando Podcast. You're in for a real treat because I'm going to get into Bad Baby's retirement. I'm going to get into Tiger King, Jeff Lowe. He's had a little situation going on. And then um, the Suez Canal. I mean, there's a lot going on in this week's episode. So yesterday I was out having a little lunchy with my husband while our son was, you know, doing an activity thing. So, you know, I mean, as you do, I'm sitting at this restaurant, I'm kind of reading the headlines on my phone, and I just casually say, oh, look at that, Danielle Brigoli, bad baby, she's retiring at 18. Of course, my husband's like, what are you, what are you talking about, right? He's, he's not on the up and up like me on all this stuff, okay? So I get into this conversation about kind of like explaining who Danielle Brigoli is. So Let's just kind of start there, okay? So on this headline, um, she basically says, hey, you know what? I'm turning 18. I'm going to retire because, you know what? I've done it all. And I was like, admittedly, like the headline kind of took me back a little bit because I was like, girl, like you're only 18. You have so much living to do. So much living. Don't give up now. Now, again, admittedly, I don't really know too much about her other than... The only reason why any of us know her is because of the episode of Dr. Phil she was on. So I'm going to take you back five years ago, 2016. Um, She appeared on this episode of Dr. Phil. Okay, she was going through a rough time with her family. Um, She was this troubled teen. She wasn't getting along with her mom. Um, You know, she was just constantly fighting with her. She was doing bad stupid stuff right she was just this like hardcore defiant 13 year old so you know she's stealing her mom's credit card she's stealing cars she's calling people hoes you know she's just another gal acting out right and I remember when she was on that show because there was this viral scene where she kind of erupts and almost kind of starts to like try to fight her mom on the episode and then she starts like talking like she's this kid from the streets and she starts kind of challenging the audience but like in this viral clip she (laughs) which kind of became a meme because she um she started using these catchphrases that you practically required an interpreter to figure out but her catchphrase was um catch me outside catch me outside catch me outside how about that how about that what like you know to watch pale male stale dr phil he's like what are what are you even talking about over his head right 
So this whole clip goes viral. And I mean, I remember this five years ago. She just looked like this, you know, defiant kid. And I mean, that's what Dr. Phil's show is about, right? Ratings and provocative clips and, you know, it uh, it's a bit nuts. And so as I came across this headline yesterday, I was like, yeah, like, maybe I don't know enough about Danielle Brigoli. So I went down a deep spiral into the interwebs, okay? Because I was just really kind of trying to look up a little bit more about this gal and see what she's all about. Now, I went back and I watched the Dr. Phil clip. And, oh, wow. I kind of just see it in a bit of a different light. She, I mean... What I can see is that Dr. Phil definitely provoked her, right, for his ratings. Like, it's pretty obvious. Now, I'm not disputing. She's no angel by any means. She was, you know, a bratty little kid that um, was doing stupid, really stupid stuff and getting into a lot of trouble, right? So I'm not going to, I'm not going to make excuses for her. But there's this one part in the episode where, you know, I mean always calm. He's kind of talking a little bit about, you know, her likely being hurt in the past or, you know, and this is kind of like a defense mechanism for her. Um, it's her against the world kind of thing. Get them before they get me. And I was like, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense. Like, okay, I could see that sort of. And all is, you know, pretty calm in this interview. And then you can see he asked this question, which is, essentially putting her down and making fun of her in front of this whole audience where he's like have you even completed fifth grade and you can actually see her physically change like her whole demeanor changes and you can see her completely go into self-preservation mode in my opinion like survival mode because at the end of the day she's this 13 year old kid he's making fun of her he's a grown-ass adult making fun of this kid in front of a live audience. And how do you think she's going to act? Of course she gets on the defense. Of course she starts going crazy. Because at that age, I don't think she knows how to articulate the trauma she's going through or whatever. And I mean, at the end of the day, she went there to get help. Her mom went there to get help. And he's, you know, making fun of her in front of this live audience, right? And I mean, that's kind of, you know, the whole exploiting her for those ratings but that's how we got that catchphrase that catch me outside how about that because he just provoked her to a point where she was lashing out well after dr phil um she went on to become a pretty successful young rapper okay and she goes professionally by bad baby that's right it's b-h-a-d okay bad baby and uh, she's had several recordings of hit songs on the Billboard music charts. She signed a deal with a makeup brand, Copycat Beauty. I think like it was worth like $900,000. So like this gal has been very successful. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jeffree Star. I watch um, makeup tutorial videos, even though I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But whatever, that's another thing. Anyway, Jeffree Star has had Bad Baby on. Like, she's legit. She is legit. She's done a lot of things. Well, recently, she's making additional headlines, not just for her retirement, but she's actually speaking out about her time at the Turnabout Ranch that she was sent to after she appeared on Dr. Phil. 
And of course, your girl here, me, I, uh, I went down a deep, dark spiral of that. Now, I guess, you know, she, she wants Dr. Phil to be held accountable for profiting off of the troubled teen industry. She's claiming that um, while she was there at the ranch, uh, the place was abusive. You know, they wouldn't let her shower. Um, she describes this situation like she's actually been doing quite a few videos on this, I think, on her YouTube channel, um, as well as I think her Instagram account. She's been reposting like other survivors videos that have gone through some similar stuff, whether it be at the Turnabout Ranch or other kind of troubled teen ranches. And... Um, and so she she describes this story about hearing a, about a death at the ranch over the radio. She was out, you know, with a bunch of kids and these, I don't know, I guess staff members. And some pretty major stuff was coming in through the radio about another kid that was there at the ranch that was involved in killing a staff member. So she said it was pretty traumatic, like super traumatic. And... To the point where she's like, look, I left with more trauma than what I went there with. And so she's now issued a challenge for Dr. Phil to apologize by April 5th. And in this video, she's like, if you don't apologize by April 5th, I'm going to handle things my way. And I was like, oh, snap, like bad baby is threatening the Dr. Phil, man. And as I started to look into this, I guess there's another gal named Hannah I forget her last name, but she also had a situation at the Turnabout Ranch where she's claiming she was uh, sexually assaulted at the ranch by a staff member. Sorry, I'm having a coffee, guys. Um, so she claims she was sexually assaulted by this worker. And when she reported it to a female staffer, um, she was actually penalized. She was punished more. She was meant to do more chores. And they essentially didn't believe her or didn't do anything about it. Now, if you think about the magnitude of that situation, you've got children, troubled teens that are sent to a ranch for whatever kind of behavioral rehabilitation. They're not allowed to use a phone. They're in the middle of nowhere. You know, if you kind of think of like the safety magnitude, if you can't trust the staff there, like that's a big, big problem in my opinion. And so this, um, I guess, bad baby was... Um, also referencing this gal, Hannah, that also had these issues at the ranch, who's now actually suing the ranch. And guess who's representing her? Gloria Aldred. So, I mean, this is no joke, right? <laughs> no joke whatsoever. So to me, it's just kind of brought a lot of things about that I never really thought of before. Um, Paris Hilton recently started talking about the Provo Canyon Ranch that she was sent to as a troubled teen. And, you know, the more I start to think about this, this is a full-blown industry that's collecting money from state funding, taxpayer dollars, um, and taking advantage of families in a pretty vulnerable state when they're going through, you know, tough time in their family. They do have children with issues. But, like, to profit off of that and then use some... No offense, Dr. Phil, but some quack psychologist that hasn't been licensed since like 2006. He's a TV psychologist. You already know how I feel about Dr. Oz. I'm going to put Dr. Phil in that same camp. Okay. Um, 
And I, I agree with Bad Baby, actually. I think he should be held culpable. You can't sit back and say, hey, I'm going to exploit all of these things for ratings. I'm going to send you to these ranch, but then I want nothing to do with you. And I don't care if you've been abused at this ranch. What? Uh, I think there's a level of accountability that um, he needs to bring forward. But I'm sure the lawyers are all up in his grill. I'm sure they're encouraging him not to speak about it. And okay, that's their prerogative. But it's getting dicey. So I am staying very close to this situation because I want to see how it unfolds. And you bet your boots, April 5th, I'm going to be uh, watching the news. Has he apologized? Has he apologized? I don't know. For some reason, I don't think he will. I think he'll kind of take a, a backseat to this whole thing and just be like, don't know her after she was on my show. Don't know her. Don't care. And that's just set AF. Okay, I got to take another sip of my coffee. Okay, in other news, you remember that creepy dude from Tiger King, Jeff Lowe? I know you're probably like, can you be more specific? There was a lot of creepy dudes on that show. Yeah, Jeff Lowe. To me, he was the creepiest of the creeps. He was the guy that took over Joe Exotic's ranch, the guy that brought, you know, baby tigers to Vegas hotel rooms for hot chicks to play with for money. Yeah, that guy, that guy. The guy that has like the super hot wife. And they wanted to get a nanny that was equally hot. What? Oh, God. He's just cringeworthy, to say the least. But I'm not here to talk about how cringy he is. Something went down this week, okay? So, apparently, he's in the news again because he recently suffered a stroke that left him unresponsive in an Oklahoma casino. His wife is saying that, I guess, hours before the stroke... They were out on a dinner date when a strange man approached them. And then this guy that approached them claimed that he knew them and even knew their favorite drink. And so they thought it was super weird. They didn't know him at all, like neither of them. Like Lauren, his wife, was like, nope, not familiar. I have no idea who this guy is. Same with Jeff. And But the guy kind of lingered around because there was a bunch of like Tiger King fans taking selfies and, you know, trying to do their thing. But they suspect that this creepy guy spiked Jeff's drink with something that might have actually caused the stroke. So when EMT arrived on the scene, Jeff was collapsed and was in fact having a stroke. He was airlifted to the hospital in Denton, Texas. And I guess the hospital performed a whole bunch of tests and they really haven't been able to determine what caused the actual stroke. His blood test did come back negative for any kind of, like, I guess they tested for commonly abused drugs, all that kind of stuff. And nothing came up. It was all negative. So who knows how this is going to play out. I guess he's back home and resting at the current time. But uh, I got to say, that's some pretty scary stuff, right? I mean, you're just out for dinner with your significant other and some weirdo approaches you and then all of a sudden you start acting strange, weird. Yeah, that's not good. So I guess we're going to have to keep an eye on this, guys. Now, are you guys paying attention to what the heck is going on with that Ever Given Freighter? The one that's stuck in the Suez Canal right now? 
that is getting dicey, okay? Now, I know some of you think like, well, that's random. Why do you care about a freighter that's stuck in a canal wedge somewhere? Well, I'm going to tell you why. It is basically blocking any and all traffic from getting through. Okay, you've got freighters that are stuck in the water. They're having to take the long way around. And why the Suez Canal is actually so important. Apparently, about 12% of global trade passes through this canal. It's 193 kilometers long, and it connects the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea and provides the shortest sea link between Asia and Europe. So needless to say, it's the most commonly used. There is another alternate route around, which is, um, I guess, around the Cape of Good Hope, and that's around the southern tip of Africa. But it takes about two weeks longer to go that way. So you can imagine time is money, right? Time is money. So I'm not sure people really realize the like the magnitude of the situation because the blockage is holding up an estimated, you ready for this? An estimated $9.6 billion of goods every day. Like if you break that down, that's legit $400 million an hour. What? Like that is crazy. They've had tugboats, they've had diggers. They've been doing everything they can to try and get this freighter out because it's completely wedged in the canal and it's created this blockage where no one can get through. Now, apparently they're making a bit of progress here, but because the propeller is starting to move, whereas a few days ago it was not. But if efforts fail, they will have no choice but to start removing containers from the freighter to try and lighten the ship in order for it to refloat it, I guess. But that, if they end up having to go that route, I mean, that's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm no economist, guys, but uh, I definitely order a lot of shit online. And um, I think it's fair to say stuff's going to get real if this isn't resolved soon. Like apparently Egypt is losing up to $14 million in revenue each day that the canal is closed. $14 million a day. Okay, that's crazy. And then in Syria, authorities have already started to ration fuel after supplies were held up by the stalled traffic in the canal. So like you think about that, like prices are going to go up. Like this is this is huge news. I know you may think like, well, it doesn't really impact me. I think it does. You just don't know that it impacts you yet. Now, the only silver lining of this whole Suez Canal thing are the memes. The memes, oh gosh, I love when a major current event is going on and then the internet just provides, you know? It's like, thank you, thank you. This is what we need right now. We need a little humor to the situation. So for me, the best memes out there are the play on Austin Powers. You know that scene when Austin Powers is like, he's like, on the little like golf cart thing and he's trying to do a three-point turn and he just like gets the whole thing wedged well people are using that as a meme to put like (laughs) the Suez Canal on top it's gold like legend whoever created that thank you thank you you provide me endless joy so friends those are the random random things that caught my eyes this week I hope you enjoyed this episode 
And as always, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>